So this is the last sermon in a sermon series on healthy relationships. And I hope by now that you see that relationships are vital. They're so important. And the thing about relationships are that they are sometimes the biggest source of burnout in our lives. It's Mother's Day. Where are the, the moms in the room? All right. Can you attest to that? That family, yeah, amen, there you go. That family is the source, uh, is, can be a source of burnout, maybe especially is a source of burnout in our lives. And so what I want to focus on today in our passage and in this sermon is what is the secret to not burning out? What is the secret to burning long in relationships without burning out in relationships? So in order to do that, go with me to Mark 1, 35. Go ahead and open, open up your Bibles to Mark 1, 35. We're going to be looking at Jesus' life and something unexpected that he does in his ministry. So in verse 32 through 34, just to set it up, Jesus has had a pretty exhausting day of ministry. It says that the whole city of Capernaum has come to him and he's healing people and casting out demons. That sounds exhausting, doesn't it? And so the next day, he wakes up very early. The passage tells us, in rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And the language there is frenetic. It's rising. Jesus departed. He went. He prayed. Jesus here is being very intentional. He's setting his face to spending time with the Father. And that's because Jesus knows something really important. That in order to have healthy relationships with others, he must first have a healthy relationship with his heavenly father. And we need that same urgency in our lives. We need to fight for that time for Jesus. That for him to pour into our lives. So that's key. But there's more in this passage. And this is the unexpected part. We would expect Jesus to pray, wouldn't we? I mean, that's such a Jesus thing to do. So... There's more in this passage though. So go to the next part of it, if you will. So Simon and those who were with him, the disciples, were started searching for Jesus. They're tracking him down. And they finally find him. And in a little bit of a disgruntled manner, they say, Jesus, everyone is looking for you. He's like, there's ministry to be done. What are you doing? And then Jesus says this. Let's go on to the next town that I may preach there also. For that's why I came out. Very interesting. Jesus says, no, we're done here. We're going to move on to the next town now. So we see that Jesus wasn't just praying for strength, but he was praying for direction. And here we see a moment of self-awareness, that Jesus is so self-aware. We see that Jesus, knowing that he is fully man, has limits. That during his earthly ministry, Jesus could only be in one place at one time. So he had to prioritize the ministry that was of first importance to his father. And so this is the secret modeled in Jesus' life for us to not burn out. Not burn out with our families, not burn out with our friends, not burn out at work. The secret is boundaries. Healthy, prayerful boundaries in our lives to help us from burning out. So if you're burned out or some of your relationships are strained, I want to ask you to reevaluate your boundaries. 
And if you're familiar with the idea of boundaries, and if you have ever been to a Christian bookstore, you've probably seen like a thousand of these books. Has anybody read this book? Raise your hand. Boundaries? Okay, okay, good. Well, this will be all fresh for you guys. Um, there's a bunch of these books, so if, if you're like, yeah, I need boundaries at the end of this sermon, pick up this book. This is boundaries, but there's also boundaries for marriage, boundaries for dating, boundaries for your second cousin twice removed. There's all sorts of boundaries books out there. Um, so we're going to talk about boundaries and how that keeps us from burning out. So to start, what are boundaries? I'm going to give, give a technical definition, then I'm going to give some examples of what that looks like. So in interpersonal relationships, a boundary is what differentiates one person from another person. It, it's what lets us understand our individual identities, responsibilities, and the expectations that we have. And it's also what frees us to say no when somebody else is trying to get us to do their responsibilities. So for example, at work, everybody knows that guy at work that comes up to you a couple times a week and says, hey, um, it's his job description, but he's like, hey, can you do this thing for me? And you're like, ah, dang it. Um, uh, Well, I'm a Christian, so I have to, right? Yeah, I'll do it. No, you don't have to. You can have boundaries. You can say, hey, no, that's your responsibility. It's okay as Christians to say no and to set boundaries in our workplace. On the flip side of that, if it's somebody else's job description, for you to micromanage them or to do the job for them because you think you can do it better, that's also stepping on their boundaries. Do you see that? It helps us differentiate ourselves and our expectations and our responsibilities from others. A more poignant example is boundaries in marriage. On your wedding day, you made a vow. The the pastor asked you, will you love this person? Will you comfort them and honor them and protect them? And forsaking all others, be faithful as long as you both shall live. And so what you're saying is, I'm going to forsake all other people for the sake of this person that I'm standing next to, for the sake of my spouse. So at work or in the neighborhood, when somebody is in your life and they're being super flirtatious and hey, you know, trying to be, and you put up a boundary and you say, hey, we're going to have a cordial relationship. We're going to, you know, I'm going to be appropriate in this relationship. I'm not going to flirt back with you. You can sometimes feel rude. You can feel like a jerk, like am I hurting this person's feelings? But no, you're setting up a boundary. Why? To protect your marriage. And so boundaries are incredibly important in all of our relationships. Because boundaries free us to say no as Christians. And it's okay to say no. Now we feel like selfish or unloving. And I want to tell you why setting boundaries isn't selfish and unloving. Yes, we're called to love. But appropriate boundaries actually increase our ability to love and care for people. So healthy boundaries, what they do is the first thing they do is they help us love for the long haul. We think that saying yes to somebody all the time, somehow that's going to make the relationship good. Or that's going to, eventually that relationship is going to become healthy if we say yes to them all the time. But I'll tell you what's going to happen with that relationship. If you keep saying yes to them, that relationship's going to end. Because eventually you're going to get so fed up, you stop answering their phone calls. And you're like, I want nothing to do with them. I had a friend in college um, who was just an incredibly needy person and he had some mental health issues but I knew God had called me to be his friend. And so 
he was, he would call me all the time and he would, wanted to hang out all of the time. And after about a year, I said, hey, I want to be your friend. I care for you. But here's what I want to do. Let's, let's plan to get together every two weeks. We'll meet up at a coffee shop and we'll catch up then. But don't, you cannot call me every day. I'm not going to pick up. If there's an emergency, call me. But if you call me every day, I'm not going to pick up. I have to set up some boundaries here. And we were friends and continue to be friends for years. But here's the thing. I saw a pattern in his life. Other people would come into his life and he'd be like, oh, they're so cool. I love this person. We're such good friends. And then six months later, he'd be like, yeah, that person ditched me. And so boundaries actually help us to love people for the long haul, especially those people in our life that are needy. Secondly, boundaries help us to say no to important things so we can say yes to the most important things in our lives. So we can say yes to the things that are the biggest priorities for us. So I want for you, and I'm going to ask you to do this at the end of the sermon, but what, what are the most important relationships in your life? If you were to prioritize them, what would they be? They might be your marriage. It could be your kids. It could be healthy friendships that you have. Because we can get so caught up in caring for people in need that we don't actually spend time. It's been six months since we've actually spent time with a friend that we really care for and that it's a mutual relationship and they pour into us and we pour into them. So what, what are the highest priorities in your relationships? And I want to say boundaries can free you to invest more in those. And Mike, uh, when I first started this job, which he's such a good pastor, um, we have a good pastor in Mike. He gave me this advice. He said, I, I was at a, a conference a number of years ago and a guy named Andy Stanley was there. And he was, it was a bunch of pastors. So he was preaching to pastors. But it, it's relatable to all of our life, especially in regards to boundaries at work. And so Andy Stanley starts the sermon off like this. Steal from your church. Now, if you haven't been paying attention... Now you're probably paying attention. So don't take this out of context. Figure out what I'm saying. I'm not saying you should steal money from the church. Absolutely not. But he said, steal from the church. Because here's the thing. The church is going to ask a lot from you. And it's to ask a whole lot more from your family. It's going to take your time. It's going to take your emotional energy. There's going to be days where you have to stay late at the office. There's going to be days where you have to leave a family dinner because... Somebody's just passed away. And he's like, so therefore, I want for you to choose at times to go home early. Spend time, be there when your kids get home from school. So if you have to choose whether to steal from the church or steal from your family, steal from the church. People, if you have to choose whether to steal from your work or steal from your family, steal from your work. Don't put in 80 hours, 80 hours, 80 hours, 80 hours. Here's why. And he wrapped up his talk like this. Because he says, there's a hundred people that can step into your position as a pastor. But there's only one person who can be a husband to your wife, who can be a father to your kids. So if you have to choose, don't steal from your family. That's what healthy boundaries do. Healthy boundaries help us to say no to important things so that we can say yes to the most important things in our lives. 
I was reading the Atlantic uh, magazine, and this was stunning to me, but I see it in myself so I can understand it. It was saying that 41% of Americans let three or more of their vacation days go completely unused, completely expire. So they don't even get paid for them. They just let them go unused, and they just go away, which totals $33.4 billion of vacation time. And I want, to, I want to tell you guys who, at the end of their life, is going to say, man, I'm glad I didn't go on that vacation with my family. I'm glad I didn't go on that long weekend with my wife so I could work those three extra days that my boss gave me. No, of course not. So setting healthy boundaries creates space to have healthy relationships. My father-in-law, and I have this up here because it's my timer, but what my father-in-law does is he... When he gets home from work, he is a successful lawyer at a big firm. But when he gets home from work, he turns off his phone and puts it in a drawer and doesn't touch it until the morning. He figures, you know what? If there's an emergency, they'll, they'll probably find a way to get in touch with me. So some of us need to maybe put some boundaries up with our technology. Right? I mean, my wife and I have gotten in the habit of, you know, sitting here playing on our phones at night when we should be just hanging out with each other. So putting up boundaries in our life creates space for healthy relationships. Another example, a more funny example, is, you know, the dictator soccer coach? You know what I'm talking about? That guy, when you tell him, hey, we're going to go on a vacation as a family or are my kids going to go to a youth retreat? They're like, okay, that's fine. But we'll see if Timmy makes the team next year, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, I, I had a soccer coach like that. And it was, I was afraid to say no to this person. But healthy boundaries help us to say no to important things so that we can say yes to the most important things. So then the question becomes, how do we know what to say yes to and what to say no to? When is it okay to say, no, I can't do it? Or maybe, no, I can't do it right now, but let's, let's, I'll, I'll deal with that in a few days. And in the Galatians passage that we read this morning, there's this really interesting comparison. Paul says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So bear one another's burdens. He lays that out. And then three verses later, he says, each must bear his own load. Is Paul contradicting himself? Bear one another's burdens, and then each must bear his own load. What is, what is Paul getting at here? Well, in order to figure it out, we need to understand what those two words, burden and load, mean. The word burden means excess weight, tremendous weight. It would be like carrying a giant boulder in your backpack. And these are the burdens that none of us can expect to bear on our own that we need people to come into our lives and help us when our spouse dies or if we're going through a divorce or if we're, we are in this, you know, once in a decade project at work and we need to ask other people to help us. That's what a burden is. And Paul says, bear one another's burden. But then he says, but each must bear his own load. And the word load is cargo. Or the, daily, the weight of daily toil. So think about it just like a backpack, a normal backpack with a few books in it. These are the things that we're, we need to be able to carry on our own. Things like our feelings, our attitudes, our behaviors, and our daily responsibilities. 
And so it's okay to say no when somebody's calling to vent about some menial task. It's okay to say no when they're calling for the fifth time this week because they've had a bad day. Because that's a daily load. Or to give another example, if there's somebody in your life who you have to totally walk on eggshells around and they'll, they'll say something mean to you and you'll say, hey, no, don't talk to me like that. I don't like when you talk like that. And then they explode and they say, when you talk back to me, when you talk back to me, I, that, that, I don't like the way that makes me feel. Well, they're in control of their own emotions, right? They need to be in control of their own emotions. And so it's okay to say, no, you can't talk to me like that. Or no, I need to hang up the phone because this conversation is not helpful. And so setting boundaries allows us to have healthy relationships. And so we need to be discerning in our lives with the people that we care for. What is a burden that we need to bear for them? And then what is a load that they need to learn to bear themselves? And that we can talk to them on Monday about that. Do you see that? Do you see that contrast there that Paul's laying out for us? So to give us a little bit of a review, the secret to not burning out is setting healthy boundaries. In earthly ministry, Jesus had to set those boundaries. And they free us to say no to important things so we can say yes to the most important things. But then there's the flip side of boundaries, which is what what if we have a daily load that's weighing us down? Or what about those times when we have a burden and there's nobody there to help us bear it? What do we do then? Well, in our gospel today, we saw that Jesus setting boundaries. But in the very next passage, we see what Jesus does for us. There's a story of a leper that comes. And the lepers were the outcasts of the society. They actually, in the Old Testament, it said that they had, they had to stay outside of town. And so they had no community other than with other lepers. So if you're talking about people with emotional needs... That's for these lepers. And so Jesus is walking on the edge of a town and a leper comes up to him and says, hey, will you heal me? And Jesus heals him. And then the leper goes and tells everybody, oh man, there's this guy that healed my leprosy. And all of a sudden, all the crowds come to Jesus. And the text gives us this interesting little detail where it says, because of the crowds, Jesus can no longer go into the towns. And it says, and he was out in desolate places. You see that exchange? The leper lived on the outside. And then Jesus came and met his need. And then Jesus had to live on the outside of town because of it. And that's a picture of the cross, isn't it? On the cross, Jesus carried all of our burdens, all of our loads. He took all of our sins all of our emotional messes, our dysfunctions, and he took our wounds on himself so that we could be healed. But that's not all. Today is, as Mike said in the beginning of the service, the Feast of the Ascension. And and we celebrate the fact that Jesus has gone to ascend to be with the Father. Now, to me, that seems a little counterintuitive. We would think this would be the most depressing day in the history of the church, Right? This is when Jesus leaves us and ascends. Now, come on, Jesus, you left us down here. But that's not actually true. Because the ascension means that Jesus is no longer bound by time and space. He no longer is bound by time and space, which means that Jesus is there for us at all times. That when we call out to him, 
Christ is always there. Because the, the thing about a, a, a sermon series on healthy relationships is that setting healthy boundaries and having healthy relationships, all of these things will let us down. Even our closest friends and family won't be there for us at all times. Even the best marriages and friendships and families, there will be times of loneliness. But guess what? There is someone who's there for us at all times. Jesus is the perfect friend for us in times of need. He'll say, I will bear every burden. I will bear every load if you will let me. He never tires of hearing about our needs. He never tires of hearing about our pain. So if you want a healthy relationship, seek it first in Christ. Because he's the friend who will never fail you. So I want to finish with an application for us this week. And the problem with with a sermon on boundaries is that uh, we can sometimes take it too far. Uh, You know, like, if you ever had a friend that read boundaries and all of a sudden they're like laying boundaries on everybody and their pendulum swings way too far. And so what I want to suggest is that we cannot set these boundaries on our own. Just like Jesus did, you need God's help. Jesus had to seek God for direction. We need to seek God for direction with our boundaries. And so this week, I want to encourage you to take one hour from your week Maybe you get up early in the morning like Christ did. Maybe you take a lunch break and you just go and you sit with a journal by yourself. And I want you to ask yourself, what are the most important relationships in my life? Then how do I prioritize those relationships? What boundaries do I need to set in my work, in my relationship, in my ministry, whatever it is, in order to make sure those get first priority? And some of you may have your boundaries so tight that you need to expand your boundaries a little bit to include investing in a few Christian friendships or saying, okay, I've worked on my marriage for the season and we're at a healthier place or I've cared for my kids and they seem to be doing well and I need to invest in some others or I need to be invested in by others. I need to go to a Bible study. I need to seek out a few friends I can pour into my life. So this week, I want to encourage you to take an hour and ask Jesus, what are my biggest priorities And how do I set boundaries in my life to make room for those? Because healthy boundaries free us to say yes to the most important things in our lives. So let's pray.